Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, March 10th, 2023. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? My name is Quinn and this is my show. We are coming to you live the day before the big St. Patrick's Day celebrations here in the city of Chicago. We got the river dying. You got the downtown parade happening tomorrow morning. Wrigleyville will look like Blackhawk down basically in about 24 hours here. Less than that. Things get started early here in Chicago. What's happening? My name is Quinn. I am the director, producer, host, guest panelist, and all that other good stuff of this show. I'm dropping hints in kind of our opening monologue here about some of the things we're going to be talking about today. Guest panelists, war movies, all that good stuff. St. Patrick's Day, the Oscars are this weekend. We'll talk about what uh, Rachel did for me last night uh, for my birthday. So, Lots of exciting stuff coming up uh, on today's episode. I think it will be a another kind of a briefer installment. I'm still coming down to Telethon Fundraiser, which, by the way, I'm going to make a note to make the donation uh, this upcoming week. I think we're capped out at like $280, something like that. But that's all going to the United Way of Metro Chicago, building better communities here in the Chicagoland area. So thank you to everyone who did donate uh, for the pledge drive this year. There was exactly zero progress made, if you're curious. This past week on the uh, donor tiers, but um, or, or the prizes, rather, if you will. And with that in mind also, I have just remembered that I promised you five more limericks for today, which it has absolutely not happened at all. And uh, you know what I might even do? I got a little bit of time here. I might even do a mid-episode pause. That's poetic justice. I was saying I might do a mid-episode pause to write some limericks and come back. And GarageBand literally crapped out as I said pause. So that's, that's what this show is all about. The technical difficulties, we embrace all of that. So... Listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. So what are we going to do today? Well, in a hot second here, Quinn's actually going to pause the show to write some limericks. Let's see. we got to do one for uh, Ant of the Podcast, uh, Anna Ogunike. we got to do ones for uh, my friends Jake and Abby, who generously donated a whole bunch of money. Uh, we got to do ones for uh, Matt Fiedler, good friend of the show. And there's there's at least two other ones. I got to go back and try to remember who all donated. Regardless, thank you so much. And you are going to get your limerick going in a hot second here. So what I'm actually going to do, I'll tell you what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be doing limericks. Of course, to see GoFundMe, I need to get a code sent to my email address. They're just, you know, they're really running a tight ship over here. But we're going to talk limericks. We are going to talk um, Oscars, of course. We're going to talk a little St. Patty's Day. And then we'll also briefly mention uh, what we did last night, what Rachel and I did last night, uh, dinner and a show. Let's put it that way. So Quinster is going to be right back. Hello to all my friends in Pakistan, uh, Khyberabad, Hyderabad, Karachi, all that good stuff, Kabul. Uh, we'll be back in a hot second here. Actually, I'm going to go into the writer's room, and uh, we'll see what I come up with. Be right back. All right, 15 minutes later. Actually, less than that. It was probably closer to like 
12, 13 minutes. Old Quinster here put his head down, put on the writing glasses, and went to town. And I am proud to now say, on the fly, with just a couple, couple minutes to run through some concepts, if you will, I have my as promised because we are we are a promises made, promises kept type of program here. Quinn David Furnish presents the Beantown Podcast, one of the top five hundred podcasts on the north side of Chicago. I have limericks. So if you're listening, you didn't listen to last week's episode, you're, you're wondering, hey, where's my limerick? I did uh, immediate family and my grandparents. We did their, their limericks. And now this week, we've got some other domestic tier. And foremost, thank you again for donating. And now five. Five limericks here. We're going to start. We're going to stay in the family. We're going to start with my aunt, Anna Ogunike. So I hope you like your limerick. Here we go. I have a great auntie named Anna, and I should clarify, she's not my great aunt, but she is an aunt who is great. So uh, we're, we're going to get to the great aunts in a second year, but back to the limerick. I have a great auntie named Anna. She survives off of green tea and manna. She loves the Incredible Hulk and hits the gym for her bulk, so one day she'll look like Eric Bana. Now, if there's one thing you got to know about Anna Ogunake, she's a huge Hulk head, and you know, everything I said in that limerick and in all my limericks is entirely true. You know, if you, you try to convince her that Mark Ruffalo or Ed Norton were the better Hulks, she'll Hulk smash you into oblivion right into the, uh, the Delaware river over there. Classic, classic Auntie Anna. I hope you enjoyed your limerick. All right. Speaking of great aunts here, this is for my great aunt, Margaret Dennison. My great aunt is known to most as Marge. Her pocketbook, it must be quite large. To donate to the kids brings tears to my lids. These tears in my eyes, they truly discharge. Use tears twice, but that's what happens when you don't get, you don't, you know, we don't have any production assistants or editors in chief here on the show. So sometimes you just got to roll with it. All right, we got three more. And these are, uh, uh, well, let's 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 stay in the family here uh, with Betty Ramos, who I saw on Wednesday night and Thursday morning. Shout out to Jose Ramos for uh, his 49th birthday. Very exciting. We went out to the home run in. Uh, there were Dunkin' gift cards. There were apparently margaritas earlier in the day. I had nothing to do with that. Someone has to work in this family. <clears throat> but we had a great dinner and uh, watched Jeopardy when we got home and all that good stuff together as a family. So happy birthday to Jose. And uh, we'll see you for Easter when the Lord has risen. Actually, we've got a, bir- we got a cousin's birthday party before that, so we'll probably see you there. But this is a limerick for Betty. I hope you enjoy. Betty is one of the best. She's a drug dealer, I say, just in jest. A distributor of pills like Tylenol or Advil. To know her, you'd truly be blessed. So there you go, Betty. There's a limerick for you. All right, we got two more here. My good friends uh, who live just down the street from me, Abby and Jake. I knew Abby or have known Abby for, gosh, almost 10 years at this point. 
And uh, Jake is her fiance, who is also fantastic. Big, big fan of Jake, who's a big Alabama fan. And they're, they, they handled business in their, whatever, quarterfinal, SEC quarterfinal game. I don't know if it was the SEC or the semifinal, or uh, quarterfinal or semifinal, but I think they played like Mississippi State. Jake will surely be uh, glued to the television tomorrow. Hopefully we'll see him for St. Patrick's Day, but don't want to don't wanna mess up the Alabama schedule. Speaking of college basketball real quick, before we get to that limerick, it was a rough day uh, for just kind of the Midwest at least my 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 ish sports teams, if you will. So DePaul lost to Xavier. Their season is done. Illinois couldn't even win a single Big Ten tournament game. They lost to Penn State in their first game. They'll be in the in the NCAA tournament probably as like a nine seed, but boy, they just look like trash lately. And then this obviously no one expected it because they're the worst team in the conference. But Minnesota lost their game. Um, and although they had beat, they did beat Nebraska on Wednesday. So they won one game, which was pretty good, I guess. And then we got Northwestern playing. I don't think they play until t- to, is it today or tomorrow? I'm not sure they get like a double buy or something like that. The big 10 tournament is kind of crazy. So we'll see They're The number two seed in the big 10 tournament, pretty exciting. I'm a big selection Sunday fan, which will be in two days here. There's a lot of, uh, tournament basketball happening between now and then conference tournament basketball so we're probably not going to do like a full selection sunday style show although i might try to get in to the tur or to uh uh, do a podcast well i was going to say maybe thursday but thursday is my birthday and i have to work literally all day till like nine o'clock excuse me and that's the first day of tournament games um so unless we try to do one on wednesday i don't know but we're going to belching uncontrollably here we're going to do a half tournament half birthday show at some point next week so look out for my predictions then. But in case I get behind and there's been a lot of games that have been played by the time I get the chance to make my predictions, I will say I'm a big uh, Houston believer from a national championship contender perspective. They just have a lot of experience and they have a coach who knows what he's doing. Um, and then, you know, I was going to, and I think a lot of people felt this way, I was kind of a big believer in UCLA for a while, but they are, they just lost their best defender and like their third leading scorer. And so I just don't think that they can go all the way. I think that they're still good, but, uh, I would say Houston, I'm a big proponent of, I'm not as high on Kansas, uh, this year. I know they won last year, but really for me right now, and oh, I'm definitely not in on Purdue. So really I'm, I'm feeling like Houston, maybe like Duke or Kentucky, classic ones and then i don't know i i wanted it to be arizona last year and i got burned so not sure how i feel about that so we'll see i think i'm i think i'm all in on like houston yukon and i don't know i'd have to look at some look at some predictions look at some brackets but we'll see i'm gonna i i tend to stick with houston because they play in the american which is where wichita state plays um so i'll root for pretty much root for big 10 teams american teams and uh big east teams depending on the team if you give me like a like a providence for example i'll be happy but if, if you're asking me to root for like marquette or creighton not as big on that and i only root for the catholic school so uconn and butler don't particularly care. I feel like you guys don't really belong. But that was an extended sidebar. 
we have a limerick for Abby and Jake. Here we go. And this is one, I don't normally do this. The limericks I write tend to be, like you saw with Betty, right? Like, related. Betty's a pharmacist, in case you don't know. This one I came up with Abby and Jake off the time I had was just fun. It has absolutely nothing to do with their actual real-life uh, dietary habits, let's just say. Let's just go with it, but it's not real, okay? So you don't have to do a wellness check on them. My friends are named Abby and Jake. They only eat Portillo's cake shakes. Their metabolism is high, though diabetes may be nigh. I'm fearful their diet's a mistake. So again, apologies for uh, slandering uh, Abby and Jake's diets. I don't know if they. Uh, I don't know if they eat Portillo's cake shakes. I don't know if they like Portillo's cake shakes. I certainly do. I haven't had one in a long time, though. Although it is, uh, we are, you know, this is primetime Shamrock Shuffle um, season, and I haven't had one yet. It, it it could be a good, like, Sunday activity, or maybe if we've had one too many whiskeys tomorrow, uh, it could be it could be a good idea. We'll see how that goes. It, you know, over the years, and I think Rachel feels this too. In fact, Rachel, I think, pretty much just like doesn't like them at this point. But I'm not like a oh Shamrock Shake, like I got to do this. It's going to be absolutely amazing. But it's just the sort of thing. And I suppose this is what McDonald's wants. But I do, uh, I do like getting it once a year, just sort of as a tradition. Same thing, uh, same thing with the Fugitive, which I watch once a year. Which we're gonna have to find time. This is from a screen time perspective. It's a it's a crowded time of year because we got March Madness, and I'm not normally someone who just turns on random college basketball games, but this time of year it's pretty fun. And then we got um, we we watched or we've got lots of shows we're watching. Although The Last of Us is ending uh, this Sunday. And uh, Rachel and I watched The Fellowship of the Ring ex- extended edition last weekend. Rachel had never seen that one before. And we're going to, you know, presumably at some point here, try to get into Two Towers and then Return of the King. So trying to fit The Fugitive in when we can is a must. But it's uh, one of those things where when you do consistently watch it once a year like I do, and there'll be times throughout the year where I'll be like on the bike at the gym and it's on and I'll just throw it on and see, you know, 20 minutes of it. It's still, it's, I absolutely love it, but it's not one of those where it's like, oh, I got to sit down, especially if I'm just by myself hanging out. It's not one of those where I'm like, all my attention is going to go here. I'll like throw it on and do other things on my computer, or on my phone, play games, uh, tune blast, whatever it might be. So I'm going to find a time in the next couple of days to throw it up. It's just not this, the highest priority. All right, last one here. Dear friend of the podcast and uh, co-host, along with yours truly, of the White Noise podcast, which you can find wherever you listen to podcasts. I think we did a grand total of seven or eight episodes. You can find those, if you'd like, back like four years ago we did it. Uh, this is good friend taxes expert Matt Fiedler. Math Fiedler. That's kind of in between Matt and Matthew. Matt, Matthew, or Math, he'll respond to any of those. Uh, and he'll be on the show in a couple weeks, I'm sure, as once I ask him, um, to talk taxes this year, which will be pretty pretty exciting. So here is, um, here is our limerick for Matthew Fiedler. My friend has a puppy named Jordy, a retriever, I think, or a corgi. He goes out at night and causes the neighbors a fright. When he barks, they exclaim, Oh, Lordy. 
So there you go. Jordy is actually a retriever. He's not a corgi. I just had to throw it in there because it fit the rhyme scheme well. And I have no idea if he barks at all, but I feel like retrievers, at least the golden retriever I know, <laughs> Miss Girl, a.k.a. Bailey, uh, loves to bark. So I'm just going to kind of uh, cast that upon all the golden retrievers of the world, fair or not. So... That's our limericks. I want to give a quick shout-out to our sponsors here. Thank you to Home Pride Oregon. When you need your safe home or your, if you want your safe to be inspected, you could do that too. I don't know how long that's going to take. But more importantly, guys, if you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, you're going to call someone you, you, you can trust, someone who's safe, certified, doubly insured. His name is Steve, and you can reach him at 541 410 is that right? 541-410-0316 or go to homeprideoregon.com. Tell them Quinn sent you. Home Pride Oregon inspection perfection. And of course, our good friends, the Samson Q2U series, crisp, clean, and clear audio quality from Genesis to Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the whole Pentateuch, the epistles, the Psalms, the Proverbs, the uh, erotica of Song of Solomon. When God speaks, he uses a Samson. And then, of course, Cuts by Q, I need a little neck beard shave after this, and I need a little uh, back of the neck shave. I got the, you know, the kind of two two streaks of, of hair that kind of come down out of the regular hair into the neck. I got to take care of those. Give that a quick buzz. When you need a fresh do, something snappy and new, call the experts at Cuts by Q. All right, three more general topics we're going to hit on. First, very briefly, is just March, uh, no, uh, St. Patrick's Day, which we mentioned, of course. Celebrations are tomorrow in Chicago. The actual date is next Friday, a week from today. Uh, March Madness will be in full swing. But if you don't know, St. Patrick's Day in Chicago, arguably the biggest day of the year from just a, like, going out, being out in the city perspective. And it's not just a party day, right? You've got the river dying tomorrow at like 10 in the morning. You have the St. Patrick's Day parade downtown. So there's a lot of kind of family and and cultural stuff happening downtown, which is fun. I've been there multiple times. I have no plans to go down there for that this year. Uh, but it's it's cool, especially if you get a nice day. Last year in St. Patrick's Day was quite literally like zero degrees. I'm not kidding. That's like what the temperature was. The sun was out, but it was miserable. Just not even, not even fair. Um, this year it's, it's, you know, it's actually feels kind of cold, but it's like 35. We had this weird kind of sun rain snow thing going on. That's still maybe going on. I don't really know. So it's not as extreme as last year. It's not a super pleasant uh, time outside, but you just you just got to have some whiskey, have some beers, and grin and bear it. And that brings me to the point I'm trying to make here. Your, your PSA for St. Patrick's Day, it is inevitably a day where you will overconsume. You'll go nuts because it's just kind of like almost like New Year's Eve, right? It's, it's just kind of like the thing to do. It's kind of the point of it. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm not saying that you should do it. I'm not encouraging it. It's just that's kind of the general cultural thing. And I certainly have been guilty of that in the past. So Quinster's PSA here is just be careful, okay? Um, it's, uh, I think that my, you know, this is obvious and this is what they tell you when you're like 18 in your dorm. But just try to drink some water. <laughs> try to, in, in, you know, 
little sips or big chugs, whatever you got to do, just get some water in between because you're probably, you know, you're, you're going to treat like light beer tomorrow or green beer as your sort of water uh, in between maybe like whiskey shots or mixed beverages or whatever it might be. That's It's tempting because it feels refreshing. Um, and uh, I, I will do that too, but you just got to make yourself chug some water. If you got to go to the bathroom, bring your, your beer can in there and get it out of the bathroom faucet, do what you got to do, but um, you're going to save yourself. Look, we're all probably going to be moving a little bit slow on uh, on Sunday morning here, not to mention we lose an hour because daylight savings time is starting. Um, so just, you know, just remember what, what Quinn said on Bean Tom Podcast. If everyone, if anyone is making fun of you because you're drinking water for a hot second, you can just tell them, hey, I listened to the Bean Town Podcast, and Quinn said, need to drink some water. It's very important, and I do stand by that. So that's what I'll say about St. Patrick's Day. It is absolutely a fun day. Um, I certainly enjoy it. Um, it's right around my birthday. It's, you know, it's a good time, but you just got to be careful. Uh, okay. So that's St. Patrick's Day. should be a good time. There are two other things I wanted to mention. One is going to be, um, what we did last night. The other is the Oscars, which will uh, segue nicely into our trivia for today. But I did just want to mention before I forget, um, trying to, you know, keep up with some recurring segments here and there that we introduced, trying to not let them just fade away after a one shot. So this is going to be today's palindrome of the week, week, W E E K. In case you were confused, the noun week, not the adjective week. So, um, I did not prepare for this at all, but here is, uh, and we're going to have to, we're going to have to keep track of this. Um, I'll start writing them down so I don't do duplicates, but I'm, uh, I'm, I am drinking. I, I kind of like this one. I am drinking, so not alcohol cause I actually have a work meeting later at five o'clock, which is terrible. Um, but what I will say is I'm drinking some of my lemon, lime, sparkling, bubbling water, carbon-infused, whatever you want. Um, so here is our palindrome of the day. And I'm actually going to make a new note in my phone so that I don't do duplicates in the future, which would be really embarrassing. All right, palindrome of the day. So today it is, drumroll please, no lemon, no melon, which really only halfway describes my drink. There are no melons involved, but there is lemon in there. So again, the palindrome of the day, no lemon, no melon. Okay. And uh, so there you go. There's your palindrome of the day. All right. Let's talk last night real quick. I'm not, there's nothing too you know, much to elaborate on, but I did want to give a special shout out to my lovely long suffering GF Rachel for my birthday gift. Uh, so first after work, we went to Miller's pub, which is a classic downtown spot. Uh, they are like Wabash and Adams. It's been around for a long time. Lots of famous celebrities go there. I've been there a couple of times, usually a good spot. And it was, we went, we had drinks, we had our dinner, we got some cheese curds, we had some beers, and I was feeling a little frisky when it came time to ordering our entrees. Rachel got a, a burger. I decided, you know what? I haven't had like a prime rib au jus 
open-faced or not not even open-faced but just like a you know like a french dip kind of situation so i was like you know this sounds good i never do anything like that i usually get some kind of sandwich or you know occasionally a burger it's like let's go for it this time they do the order we had this waiter who was a nice guy but i know he was like eastern european or something like an older guy probably like a 60 year old white guy um and just hard to kind of like understand what he was saying at times and just a very like didn't like show you any like body language or facial expressions so you weren't always sure like if he heard you or what was going on anyway so he comes back he says well first i was i was striking out because i ordered a, a beer um a half acre that i never had before which i was excited because i don't even think i'd heard of it i can't remember what it was but i have to look it up later he comes back says we don't have the half acre do you want a daisy cutter i was like sure like whatever i'll have a daisy cutter that's fine he's like i i you know i never drank beer and i just had a daisy cutter and it was great i was like okay yeah like i I believe you. I know what Daisy Cutter is. So um, I did have that. And then I order the the prime rib. He comes back. He says, we don't have it. Um, then he's, you know, again, I'm like trying to understand exactly what he's saying. It's kind of loud in there. And he's like, oh, but we, we have, you know, like a turkey. Um, and I, he literally said, I had it for lunch today. It was absolutely delicious. I was like, okay, like, you know, I'm thinking like a prime rib kind of thing with the dipping sauce, but just, you know, kind of turkey, like shaved turkey instead. Like, yeah, that sounds good. Like, let's let's do it. I'll be healthy today, okay? With my cheese curds and my um and my my two beers and I had one before uh in the basement bar too. So, just killing it. Anyways, comes back. It is quite literally an open-faced sandwich and here i'll paint the scene for you and i will say my disclaimer before anything else it was good like i enjoyed it it wasn't like oh god this is terrible um no it was it was good it's just completely out of left field and not what i thought was going to be the comparable substitute for the prime rib au jus au space jus so here's the scene you got kind of this big platter the whole thing is covered in a very like light thin gravy so not super thick but it's across it's over the entire plate you got kind of a big scoop of mashed potatoes you have a separate little thing for a cranberry sauce so yes in case you're curious we are basically having thanksgiving dinner uh on thursday night march 9th in downtown chicago just nothing says saint patrick's day like turkey and mashed potatoes and cranberry sauce and then yeah, it's a it's imagine just like a very basic like hamburger bun that you would buy at a grocery store, opened up, and then there's just turkey on top of it, not particularly thin, kind of like thick turkey. And it, it it was you know turkey can oftentimes be very dry. This was plenty moist, if you will. I know that's not a popular word, M O I S T. Um, but you know you're kind of just like there wasn't anything else, right? It was just the bread. And the turkey. And then, of course, you had the gravy, the mashed potatoes, and cranberry. But that's the whole plate. Um, and so I was just kind of like, I don't know. I'll say this. It was it was good. I ate it. Clean plate club. But I guess in my mind, when you're, when you're getting pumped internally for a prime rib sandwich and you get a heaping hunk of turkey and mashed potatoes, it's not necessarily as satisfying as you wished it was. So... But it was still good. Then Rachel and I took a walk around the block. She got to see my office for the first time, which was exciting. And then what a treat. And it was even more fun than I personally was expecting. 
We went to the weekly taping of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, the NPR News Quiz. It's been around for uh, 25 years now. Just hit its 25th year uh, anniversary two months ago. Um, if you don't know Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, it's it's a weekly uh, radio show. They record it in Chicago. It used to always be at the Chase Bank Theater. Uh, then post-pandemic, they moved to the Studebaker Theater, which is in the Fine Arts Building in Michigan Ave, um, which is a cool space. Excuse me, but it's hosted by a guy named Peter Sagel, who's been around forever, and he is on paternity leave currently. So we had a guest host, um, an Iranian-American female comedian who I'm not super familiar with, but she was good. Kind of had like, in my mind, she's kind of like if Mayim Bialik was actually funny and actually likable, that's basically what this comedian is like. Nagreen, I think. Nagin, I think is her name. Uh, and of course, Bill Curtis is still there. He's been the announcer for about 10 years now. He took over um, for the original guy who passed away, unfortunately. But he's really good, too. He's got a great sense of humor. Uh, and then, of course, it, the format of Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, you have three guest panelists who tend to be people that are on frequently. Um, one was a guy named Shane. I don't know much about him. He's like a New York Times editor or something. Uh, but he was pretty funny. His main like identity is he's a you know a, like a gay man. Uh, so there's lots of good jokes about that. And then there was Amy Dickinson, who is a writer, blogger. She has some sort of like weekly syndicated column or something. She kind of had like Elizabeth Warren energy almost, and kind of the same look too, but maybe like ten, fifteen years younger. And then, uh, and you don't know who the panelists are going to be until you jump on or until you listen or until you get there. And then I was so happy. Peter Gross was one of the panelists. If you don't know, he's an actor, great writer, comedian. He was, you know, like roommates with Seth Meyers at Northwestern and good, like close collaborators with Colbert and stuff. And he's an actor. If you saw The Menu, that's his most recent project. He's doing something on Broadway now. And, uh, of course, if you're a fan of the classic Sonic commercials, he's one of those uh, two guys. So Peter Gross was there, also super funny. And it's, uh, yeah, it's they go through the whole thing. There's all sorts of games, limerick challenge, news, news, you know, quizzes. Uh, there's always a someone who calls in, uh, and they interview, and he plays a game. We were fortunate last night was Nick Kroll, who, you know, I don't, I'm not like a, I know a lot of people who are like Nick Kroll is like. God, basically, from a comedy perspective, I don't feel that strongly about him, but I do enjoy him. And he's—I told this to Rachel after we were walking home. I was like, Nick Kroll is one of those people where you can just put him in any improv situation, and he'll just start talking, and I think it's funny. So, uh, and that was the case last night. He was great. Uh, he was, uh, you know, uh, pushing one of his new projects, the History of the World Part Two, of course, the continuation of the. Mel Brooks or the sequel to the Mel Brooks film from like 42 years ago. So it was all, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we had front row tickets and it was this close to Peter Gross and it was a great time. So it's one of those things, you know, it's not like a once in a lifetime sort of thing. They tape every Thursday night at seven thirty, literally a block and a half from my office. I think tickets were like 35 a person or something like that. So I would definitely love to go back. Uh, and I'm sure we will. I'd love to go back when Peter Sagel, uh, is hosting when he's back from paternity leave. I don't. I was looking this up because I was like, Peter Sagel's on paternity leave. How old is this guy? He's like sixty or something like that. So, still pumping them out. Okay, last thing I wanted to share, and uh, for a long time, Beanheads, if you will. Oh, and I closed my document that had this in it. 
let's pull this back up. You know that when the show started, we were very much into movies, and we've talked movie pass ad nausea on this show. So suffice to say, the Oscars are this Sunday, same day as Selection Sunday. Um, we're not doing a full-blown Oscar special. We're not doing anything like that. Frankly, I just don't watch that many movies these days. Um, we did have a we had a feeler invite out there to our Oscar special uh, buff, if you will, Ryan Austin Ligon. Uh, Ryan's not able to join us because I had a super wonky, um, you know, just timeline this week for when I could get stuff done. So uh, I have asked for for comments, thoughts, picks for best picture, that sort of thing. Uh, if we get those um, at any point, we will share them next week and we'll see how they compare to the actual Oscars. Um, but they are this Sunday. I haven't watched in a few years. I may, um, you know, turn it on. We'll see. Sunday is probably just going to be a lounging day, hopefully not too hungover. Uh, but you know, there'll be selection Sunday, there'll be conference tournament finals, big 10 American, I think, uh, maybe the sec and, um, yeah, the Oscars. So, you know, probably turn it on, but at some point we're gonna have to compete with the last of us. So it's a big day. Anyways, I just wanted to point it out that it's happening and I'm not going to give you a rundown of all the, all the nominees and give Quinn's picks, that sort of thing. I will do one just off the cuff pick for uh, best picture there are 10 nominees i won't read them all to you but i think and i haven't seen it but i think they're going to go they're going to go for it because it's like the i read this morning it's the most awarded film in history now at past return of the king uh everything everywhere all at once which is a movie i don't really fully understand but people seem to love it i have not watched it uh that's my pick for best picture and second i would uh my, uh, you don't get second guesses here, but I would guess like Banshees of Inishirin or uh, 1917. Wrong film. All Quiet on the Western Front. The other, Peter Gross made a comment about how he hasn't seen All Quiet on the Western Front because he just saw 1917, so he feels satisfied, which is uh, acute, accurate, and uh, makes sense. Anyways, so this is the last thing we got on the show today, our Beantown trivia question of the week. And again, trying to keep the format fresh, uh, mixing things up here. So the title is War Films Trivia, and it's a pretty simple game. I'm going to give you 10 films, okay? Five of the films I'm going to give you, and the, the films are going to be presented in no particular order. Five of the films I give you, and I'll give you their year as well, have one best picture at the oscars five have not okay but they're all war films so it's going to be up to you you can email us beantown podcast yahoo.com against beantown podcast at yahoo.com to let me know which five are and which five aren't of course i won't make you look it up yourself i will reveal these as we end the show here okay so pretty simple game 10 films five have one five uh, excuse me five have one Best Picture 5 have not. So here, in no particular order, are the 10 films. We'll start off where uh, we kind of left off, but in a different year. All Quiet on the Western Front from 1930. Platoon, 1986. Apocalypse Now, 1979. The Hurt Locker. 2009, Inglorious Bastards, 2009, Full Metal Jacket, 1987, 
Paths of Glory, 1957. The Bridge on the River Kwai, 1957. And Saving Private Ryan, 1998. So I'm going to be completely honest with you. I have a list of the five correct answers and the five wrong ones. And I just to obviously mix it up. I just went crazy and just jumped around. I have no idea. I'm not even drunk or high if I gave you all 10. So let's, let's do one quick, one more quick summary. I'll try to, I'll try to make sure I do it correctly here. Um, this will be a different order than last time, but just in case I messed it up, uh, inglorious bastards, 2009, Full Metal Jacket, 1987. Platoon, 1986. The Bridge on the River Kwai, 1957. Apocalypse Now, 1979. Wings, 1928. All Quiet on the Western Front, 1930. Saving Private Ryan, 1998. The Hurt Locker, 2009. Paths of Glory, 1957. So while you're thinking just briefly what I know about these films, The Hurt Locker, 2009, that was Jeremy Renner, directed by Catherine Bigelow. Uh, it's like a Iraq war, kind of like bomb diffuser kind of thing, kind of like American Sniper, that like look and feel, but as before American Sniper. Uh, then we have Inglorious Bastards, of course, Quentin Tarantino, uh, Christoph Waltz kind of really put him on the map from like a Hollywood perspective. Um, and so... Um, that's, uh, that's, uh, let's see, Inglorious Bastard. Sorry, I got a, a work message. Um, and then you have, let's see, All Quiet on the Western Front, 1930. So they've made this film uh, a couple times, but that was just like two years or one year after the book was published. So it's obviously black and white, but well done. And I will just take this time because I did see the newest version. The I think it's a German film or a British, I'm not sure, of All Quiet on the Western Front from you know 2022 it is fantastic netflix uh, production they did a good job with that uh full metal jacket 1987 i don't know anything about other than just like the drill sergeant and kind of the image uh that's full metal jacket uh and then you have wings 1928 uh that is one of the first years if not the first year that the oscars were around i don't know anything about wings but it's one of the first uh, films in which the Oscars were held. Then you have Apocalypse Now, of course, 1979, as Martin Sheen. Uh, Harrison Ford uh, is in a, is in it for about three seconds right at the beginning, and then of course, um, whoever the guy is, Marlon Brando. Uh, they find at the end, based off of Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness, but this is set in Vietnam. You have Bridge on the River Kwai, 1957. I've only seen the ending. It has Alec Guinness. They blow up the bridge. Spoiler alert. And then you have Saving Private Ryan, which I think we're pretty familiar with here. 1998, Tom Hanks. Bonus trivia question, who plays Private Ryan? The answer, of course, Matt Damon. And a lot of other famous people as well, but Spielberg, it's classic. Uh, Platoon, 1986, that is Charlie Sheen. And, uh, oh, who's the, love the smell of napalm in the morning. What's that guy's name? Um... Duvall, yeah, classic. I think he got an Oscar nomination for that. He's in it for like one scene. And then uh, finally, Paths of Glory, which I've never seen, but it is Kirk Douglas, Kurt's dad. Is that right? Kurt Douglas, Kirk Douglas. I think that's how it goes. That's like when you say Kirk Douglas, for me in my mind, that's like a one-to-one. Like I know Kirk Douglas. Obviously, he's prolific, but I know him for Paths of Glory, and I don't really know 
much else about Kirk Douglas. It was crazy. He didn't pass away until 2020. He was 103 years old. Obviously a very prolific actor. Uh, okay, so, oh, Spartacus, there you go. Okay, so here uh, to reveal which films have won Best Picture and which ones haven't, if you think you got a great score, if you think you got the best score out of all our hundreds of thousands of listeners, email us, beantownpodcastyahoo.com, um, or, of course, you can tweet at us. I am at White Buns. The show is at Beantowncast. Let us know your score, uh, 0 to 10, how many you got right. Although I guess it's, could you get 0? Does Is it just... Could you get five right? Could you get 10 right? I don't know. I don't have the mental energy to think about this. Here we go. So the five the five that did not win, starting with that, Inglorious Bastards did not win. Full Metal Jacket did not win. Uh, these next two might surprise you. Apocalypse Now did not win. Saving Private Ryan did not win. And then Paths of Glory did not win, which means our five winners, The Hurt Locker has won Best Picture or did win Best Picture. All Quiet on the Western Front, 1930, did win Best Picture. Wings from 1928 was, in fact, the first ever Best Picture winner. Bridge on the River Kwai in 1957 won Best Picture. It beat Paths of Glory. In fact, we had two in here that were the same year, I think, that went up against each other. I'm trying to see if that's right or not. Oh, yeah, Hurt Locker and Inglorious Bastards were the same year, 2009. And then finally, Platoon, Oliver Stone, of course, 1986, did indeed win Best Picture. So there you go. There's your Beantown Trivia Oscar War Film Trivia question of the week. I hope that was fun for you all. And that's about all I have. I got to go hit the gym, just doing one thing at a time here, trying to fit, uh, fit things in. But I hope, everyone, you are having a great day. Big weekend here in Chicago. I hope it's a big weekend wherever you are as well. Stay hydrated. Um, enjoy Selection Sunday. Enjoy the Oscars. Enjoy Beantown. Whatever it is you got going on. Uh, spring is sprung. Don't forget to set your clocks ahead one hour. And uh, we'll be back with you next week for a birthday edition of the Beantown Podcast. So let's cue up our outro music here, everyone. I hope that you stay safe. I hope that you stay sane. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I will check in on you next time.